Welcome to the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast. We are your hosts, Michael and Lauren Falk. We are physical therapists, athletic trainers, and strength and conditioning coaches at Kinetic Sports Medicine and Performance. We will be talking all things related to athletic performance for Milwaukee area athletes. Sports medicine, performance training, sports nutrition, recovery, and sports coaching. There's a lot of misinformation and myths surrounding athletic performance and injuries. This podcast is designed to bring current, factual, and evidence-based information to Milwaukee area athletes. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast. My name is Dr. Michael Falk, and I am, quote-unquote, hosting this episode today. But this is just going to be our fun holiday episode. So today I'm joined by the Kinetic team, Dr. Brett Furstel and Dr. Lauren Falk. No rants, no deep scientific dives, or well-reasoned injury advice today. Just our favorite holiday treats, best Christmas gifts, reflections on the past year, and thoughts going into 2021. So I'm going to start us off with a brief reflection on 2020. What a crazy year. I'm sure, like most people, I cannot wait for the start of 2021. But as bad as 2020 has been, um, I've also learned a lot. Owning and operating a small business in the midst of a pandemic has been an absolutely wild ride. Making decisions on a daily basis on how to keep staff safe, patients safe, new cleaning protocols, learning to wear masks during patient care, and lots of other challenges throughout this year. We also had to learn how to do telehealth, and we went through a couple of months in February and March wondering what our business would look like or if our business would exist on the other side. But the challenges weren't all bad. I learned a lot and was challenged in ways that I never expected, and I truly believe that we as a business and company have come out stronger on the other side. When Lauren and I opened this practice two and a half years ago, we were told time and time again by colleagues, peers, friends, family members, that we couldn't run a physical therapy clinic that truly specialized in athletes and active people. And even if we could, we were told that we could never scale it outside of ourselves, that we would never be able to grow. Well, all those people were wrong, and we were able to create a job for another fantastic clinician and open a second location this year in the midst of a pandemic. Um, This is allowing us to see more and more athletes and active adults and impact more lives. And while I would love to say it's truly brilliant leadership and decision-making on my part, that honestly isn't the case. Um, We've been able to have success because we showed up every day, and we founded this clinic with the idea that we're going to put the athlete's needs first and above all else. And we have never once made a decision of what's best for our business and for our company over what's best for the athlete in front of us. Um, This has allowed us to gain amazing support from great clients um, and families in our area, other local small businesses. And through this, we've been able to grow, grow and help more people. So what I learned and what I'm going to take away from 2020 is a little bit of grit, Um, learning to control what I can control and make the best decisions as possible to deal with the things that are out of my control. And then the importance of continuing to show up each and every day despite the circumstances. So that's what I, that's kind of what I took. Um, Brett and Lauren, do you guys have any big reflections on what you've uh, learned in 2020? Yeah, I suppose I'll start. Um, My biggest reflection, because when everything was kind of turned upside down and we really changed our lives with quarantining and staying at home order, is just take advantage of every day, no matter what it looks like. If it's your normal day that you're seeing patients, you're at work, you're doing whatever you might be doing, do the best you possibly can on it, reflect, see what you could do better, um, what you did really well at. 
But then when things are flipped upside down, don't just do nothing, but there's always an opportunity for something you can do to get better. Um, just reflecting on every single time and don't waste a day. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, this year brought us a lot of challenges and, you know, as COVID happened, we shut down our doors, but opened up telehealth and started working from our home. So, you know, I really had the reflection and the experience. I mean, we both did. Um, but, you know, taking on and I sympathize and empathize and understand what a lot of parents went through this COVID of like balancing, taking care of your child and trying to work. And what's interesting, because like our work is not just sitting at the computer, you know, you're still seeing and interacting with patients, you know, so I would go to bed, you know, lesson planning, trying to figure out how I was going to teach my two-year-old something new the next day and like, how am I going to allow him to not go stagnate while he's away from school for Lord knows how long, you know, and then we'd get up in the morning and do everything that he did. And then for those of you who couldn't see what was going on outside of your telehealth appointment, you would have seen me putting him, having lunch, putting him down for a nap, sprinting downstairs to our gym to see one, two, or three patients. Meanwhile, I was probably praying that he didn't wake up from his nap too early and then go back again. And Michael and I would take turns as a who was the main parent for that day and who was seeing patients. And, you know, it just, you know, and as crazy as it was, like we still, it was actually really rewarding. We got to have more time together as a family and I got to see things in my son that I probably wouldn't have gotten to see, you know, but just, you know, you know, put your head down and go (laughs) is kind of the answer of 2020. But you look at what the end result was and how much we've changed from the beginning of COVID to now, you know, I just think it just shows how strong this organization is and what we can take from it. Yeah, absolutely. I think my other big reflection on 2020 is just the impressiveness that Brett has been with us since July. And he is, he has never once missed a day of bringing a sandwich to work. That's how we're going on six, six straight months of sandwiches at work. And the level of, of, commitment to that program is is just amazing you really should have started documenting it with a picture <laughs> of you and your sandwich each day obviously. the biggest key and takeaway is you got to change up the bread and change up what's in the sandwich <laughs> <laughs> you will get sick of it <laughs> All right. so i promised the people in the intro that we're going to do some fun holiday questions so we're going to do some fun holiday questions um what is your favorite christmas gift of all time oh wow that's a tough one. I can go first, I think. My favorite that I remember is I grew up and I absolutely loved basketball, and I literally idolized Shaquille O'Neal. He was my favorite person ever, basically. And Hopefully not his free throw percentage, though. No, not at all. <laughs> and uh, Unfortunately, I did not turn out to be seven foot and play in the NBA either, um, like <laughs> he did, but it's still okay. But my favorite um, Christmas present ever is we went as a family to a Bucks game. I think it was right after Christmas, and they played the Heat. And they, this is when they had, like, Dwayne Wade, Udonis Haslam. It was around like 2005, 2006, which I know they won the finals then. And I still remember we were behind the hoop, like, I don't know, 10, 15 rows up. We got really good seats. And like one of the first plays was an alley-oop to Shaquille O'Neal, and it was just a one-handed oop slam. And I think I lost my mind. (laughs) It was one of the best just Christmas presents ever. And then that was awesome. And then at a later time, this is related, but just kind of funny story, is we went to another Bucks game for Christmas for my birthday. And Shaq was on the Cavs with LeBron now. And a week before that game, Shaq got injured. LeBron didn't even play because he had played too many road games in a row. 
So then the Bucks smashed the Cavs and should not have happened because the Bucks are not a good team then. Yeah. But the Miami Heat game, favorite Christmas present ever. That's great. That's awesome. Um, I think mine is like gifts slash experience. So when I was younger, I was probably, I don't know, four or five. Um, our neighbor, um, a neighbor boy, he's about a year older than me. So we're kind of same age going through the same thing. And we were still in like, I believe in Santa and I want to catch him. We're <laughs> going to prove this to everybody. And so we um, took a little tape recorder and we put it by um, my fireplace at night and we're like, we're going to catch them. And so, you know, before I went to bed, my parents like helped me turn it on. They're like, yeah, we'll leave it on all night. We're going to catch them for sure. Obviously they turned it off. Sorry if anyone (laughs) is listening. Um, But what happened is that my parents like turned the clock so it would strike midnight and my dad grabbed the fireplace and was going ho 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 and like shaking it and they took a bunch of now I learned is grill ashes and put it on the like hearth in front of it my dad took his boots and stamped it to make it look like Santa had come down and they left a little bell kind of like a a Polar Express style bell on there and when I came down the next morning I saw like the footprints and the bell and then my parents played this recording for me and there's still a picture of my eyes like as wide as humanly possible and we told the whole neighborhood that we caught Santa and we had proof that he existed. <laughs> so We're going to have to put a uh, little disclaimer at the front of this episode. Like, don't Sorry. listen with young kids. <laughs> my favorite gift is, older. <laughs> is, is every every present my wife has ever gotten me is, oh. is one of my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Getting those 2020 brownie points yeah. right now. No, I, was never, uh, I never had video games growing up at all. And so finally when I was like, 11 or 12 uh, my parents relented and got me a PlayStation 2 and uh, that was that was a, a great gift at the time because I was like the only kid I felt like in school that didn't have a video game system so alright no longer left out I don't know <laughs> um, favorite holiday treat I'm just Christmas cookies my mom is famous for making like every Christmas cookie you could possibly imagine um, so yeah, I, that's kind of what I grew up with was baking them and having those all the time. I'll go with a special K bar, and I don't know if that's what everyone calls them, but we use oh. like special K, <laughs> and it's like peanut butter, and then there's chocolate layer on top. Ooh. So it's not like it's healthy by any means, <laughs> but that's what we call them. That's the best way I can describe them. Yeah. And they're phenomenal. I thought you were saying like the Nutri-Green style special <laughs> K bars. I was wondering how sad that was if we just oh, got one from the breakfast <laughs> aisle and said, here you go. Yeah. Laura and I were debating whether Brett was going to do something sweet or like something cheese curds. Steak. <laughs> steak or cheese curds. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a close number two. I'm not a big sweet eater. I think I always disappointed my mother by not really eating like cakes or, or cookies or wanting to bake them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... I, my like one sweet that I do like is Reese's peanut butter cups, and so my mom found a recipe to like make their like peanut butter balls dipped in chocolate, and so that was I think made my mom's you know life that I would like go in the kitchen and, and bake with her for or do they're not even cooked but do something for uh, for Christmas. Okay, favorite Christmas movie? Oh, that's a tough one. Michael will joke with everyone that I'm the connoisseur of Christmas movies in our family. So if I were to go like more modern, maybe something like Elf, that's a pretty good classic, always good for the laugh. But for like old school, I'd say like the black and white version of The Bishop's Wife or um, Christmas Carol, stuff like that. 
I would not say I'm a Christmas movie know-it-all, and it's not really even Christmas, and I don't even know if you guys have ever heard of it, but probably my favorite that I watch every year is Eight Crazy Nights with Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that one, or The Grinch with Jim Carrey, because I'm a big Jim Carrey Fair. fan. That one's funny. Those are good. I, the running joke in our family was I used to watch Home Alone like all the time when I grew up, and I just would call it the boy movie. Which everyone yes, still, we watched the yeah, boy movie. Everyone still jokes with me that it's the boy movie, and so I'd probably go with the Home Alone one and two. Not so much. I've never seen anything after that. And I've heard they're we, not as good. And we're going to settle this once and for all. Maybe we could put a voting thing on this when we post it. Michael thinks that Harry Potter movies the count as Harry Christmas Potters. movies. So for all of you who are listening, please respond to this on Instagram and vote if Harry Potter counts as a Christmas movie or not. Disclaimer, the first like couple where it's in the winter, castle's decorated. <laughs> There's two minutes of Christmas in the movie, yes. I think it counts as a Christmas movie. <laughs> I love Harry Potter, but I don't count it as a Christmas movie. <laughs> all right. Um, let's go ahead and jump into talking about 2021. So... There's actually scientific research on this. I'm sorry I'm violating my uh, promise at the front end that that shows that if you say goals out loud and have accountability for them, those goals get done at a much higher rate. So for the three of us, at least, something on the podcast in public, people are going to hold us accountable. All all of our moms that are listening to this probably. Um, What's one goal that you have for 2021? Um, I guess I'll start. I don't mean this in like... A bad way, but it, I need to practice what I preach more. This year, you know, in the face of a pandemic and trying to do all this stuff from your home and, you know, playing catch up all the time, I would say, like, my own workouts were always the one thing that was easiest to push aside. And and it's just a timing thing and a scheduling thing, but, you know, obviously, I thoroughly believe that that is the most important thing you could do for yourself and your body, and I obviously tell my patients that all the time. And um, I just need to be better at that so that way I'm truly living everything that I'm telling my patients all the time. Um, my big goal for 2021 is to finally itch my competitive drive again because the last time I've done anything competitive was a bodybuilding competition in 2014. But I want to do a weightlifting competition at some point in 2021. That's great. Um, I'm a pretty voracious reader in general and uh, having a two-year-old at home (laughs) hasn't hasn't always uh, been conducive to reading as much as I normally do. So um, I've read about 12 books this year, but I'm going to try to read two books a month um, next year. So that's that's my my goal for going into 2021. So thank you to everyone for listening to this episode, and hopefully you guys are able to learn a little bit more about us. We truly appreciate your support of this podcast, and we will be back in 2021 with even more interviews, content, and we're gonna we have uh, some ideas for some new format um, episodes. So we'll be rolling those out early next year. Um, we are going to continue to try to make this a great resource for people to learn more about sports medicine, sports performance, nutrition, sports psychology, etc. Um, if you have ideas of people that you would like to see on this podcast, have us interview. Um, topics that you'd like us to cover, please reach out on um, social media, either through our um, Milwaukee Sports Performance um, Instagram or on our Kinetic uh, SMP Instagram, and uh, we'd be happy to take those ideas. It's always always helpful to know what people find interesting and want to learn more about. So from all of us here at Kinetic, thank you for listening. Happy holidays, happy new year, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode 
of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new that will help you achieve your goals. If you did, we would love for you to head over to Instagram and search MKE Sports Podcast. Like, follow, or comment on today's episode. If you have questions, comments, topics, or guest suggestions, reach out through that Instagram account. Your feedback will help us make this podcast as relevant and informative as possible. If you have additional time, we'd appreciate your help in spreading this information. If you could head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review, it will help us spread the word to more athletes in the greater Milwaukee area. Have a great day, and we will see you next time.